Yo, yo, yo. Want some chicken to go? <laughs> Welcome to KF The Roar Season 2, uh, Episode 2. Uh, I'm your co-host, Drexel Perkins. And the one and only Kevin Allen. And we have our special guest uh, with us tonight, uh, Braden Duke from right here in Gonzales, Louisiana. Um, so, uh, give man some hand claps because we could do that nowadays. I think we could do that. Kevin's working on the applause. But yeah, man, this is... So, this is uh, one of uh, one of our episodes where we always like to uh, bring in a student athlete or anybody um, and just uh, share some insight um, um, on sports and society, especially. Or um, and just give us, you know, the intake background on whatever topics um, that we are talking about at the time. So uh, without further ado, Braden, just introduce yourself. Let people know, you know, what, uh, what's up with you? <laughs> uh, I'm in eighth grade. My name is Braden Duke. I play football at Ascension Christian. I'm playing high school football next year. I'm going to be a freshman playing varsity next year. And... Uh, that's it. That's all. I'm just grinding to play football, really. That's it. And his, um, from the word grinding, for sure. Um, I, I met Braden when he was seven, seven, seven years of age. Um, and, you know, thankfully, you know, we have a lot of athletes that uh, we come across. Um, but Braden, his story is special um, because... Uh, he never played football up to the point uh, until, he, you know, his parents wanted him to start training first for it. And we did a summer camp. Um, and uh, long story short, you know, where in Slifer, um, the little league down here, you rarely see a first year player um, play when they first get on the field. And so... Um, to hear that he was getting playing time and um, you they usually go like two seasons. So you do one season, which is like a learning season, and then the other season is actual like more playing time experience, this, that, and the other. Well, you know, it was, all, it was good to hear that, you know, Braden had, you know, got time and was playing in his first season. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, he's – He's took the uh, bull by the horns, for lack of a better word, and, uh, you know, he's done well thus far and, you know, has great expectations, career uh, moving forward. So um, proud to hear about it all, proud to be in his life for sure uh, as uh, the trainer and uh, I would say more so brother in Christ um, in great relationship with him, his family. Uh, his being, you know, is uh, is sound. Everything is good about him. So I'm um, glad to have him on the podcast because what y'all will hear is he's very knowledgeable of uh, sports um, across the board. And um, so it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And we're just glad to have you. So, uh, Kev, would you? Oh, <laughs> that part. Uh, right, 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 right. So, uh, Kev, what's what's been happening 
in your cold. world. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, you know, just still been busy doing my thing, uh, tend these windows. Um, <laughs> tend uh, these woes. You know, just been, you know, just enjoying life, spend time with family, my wife or with her. Um, but that's about it, you know. Enjoying this new year so far. Uh, looking forward to see what's going to bring this year. Yeah. And we already in February. Um, already. Already. Yeah. Already. Um, and um, what we're going to hop into is uh, one of our topics, our main topic overall is talking about uh, is, is coach them, please. So um, what came to mind with that was um, a lot of uh, coaches over and over time, you know, I've seen it, been a part of it um, on both ends, um, being one of the star athletes or better athletes and uh, being one that, you know, wasn't uh, the athlete that the coach didn't take a lot of time on. And so, um, you know, as and I've as a trainer now and seeing it, you know, we have uh, a lot of kids that we come into uh, contact with that would, you know, say or speak on similar things as far as a coach not spending time with certain individuals. Um, and though you're a coach of a, of a, of a team and though you have a duty to do and stuff like that. Um, so from the standpoint of, you know, that, uh, Braden, how do you think, uh, what you feel about, like, if you, you being a student athlete, um, if a coach is not spending, you know, the, giving the time or effort and stuff like that um, with you or your teammates and stuff like that. Like, how does um, how do do you take that as a current student athlete? Or what's your thoughts on all that? Like, I don't know. When a coach, uh, he treat. I feel like you're saying like coaches treat players different. Is what you're yeah. Trying to say? Yeah. I feel like a coach, you should want to treat everybody the same, no matter what their skill level is, no matter all that stuff. You shouldn't. Coach to win, yeah. But you got to coach the guy to be a man too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you have to coach everybody the same. Is what I think about it. Yeah, and what'd you say, Kev? Yeah, so like you know, certain a lot of times certain people get like certain privileges or they just get more time spent with uh, like with a certain player and. What ends up happening is you don't end up like making your entire team better. True. And and that's the whole thing, like Reagan said, like making better making better people, making better yeah. adults. Yeah. You know, not just not just in sport but in life. And when you, you know, neglect players on your team based on, you know, just their ability of what they can do on the field, it's not you're not doing them any favors. You're not you're not doing you're not really doing any good. You're just using people. And like yeah. a lot of a lot of coaches, um, they use their athletes just to, you know, get a good name or for a record. <laughs> they use them in, until they're done and 
off to college and you know never hearing from him again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm just using this kid, using the best person I got on the field to do everything. I'm gonna put him at quarterback so he can run through, do everything I do everything they can do for me to win. Yeah. And still they even though they spend time with that player, they're still not teaching them anything either. Right. And so from my experience of seeing it um as of lately, um it's it's I, I can't say like this always the coach's intention to or the program's intention to. I would hope not. No um, but <clears throat> it is truly evident in the long run. Uh I can only speak from the history of Dutchtown High School f- uh football. Uh I mean the the talent that has came through um uh, and in currently are has been in the NFL uh truly bespeaks that okay at some form or sometime there could have been a championship <laughs> or um there there was a, a immense amount of talent than uh what was being used and I'm talking about the time when Eddie Lacy and Kelvin Yark was in the backfield uh, running backs. So Eddie Lacy's pretty much known. Uh, played at Alabama. He played for the Seahawks, um, and then uh, Green Bay for a while, and so yeah, um, great athlete, and so set a lot of records. Same as the Kelvin Yard. It was a dynamic duel uh, in that in that backfield between the two of them. Uh, I think both of them going for over. A thousand, uh, uh, thousand two hundred yards one season, and about twenty something touchdowns. So, very dynamic to see. However, when they got to playoff time, um, the teams would just key on the best players. Like you know, I don't have to worry about the eleven. Uh, just worry about the two. You know, um, fast forward to. As of recently, uh, in past years, uh, more so, Dylan Sampson at Dutchtown. The running back, pretty much the savior of the offense and the team, uh, in a sense, and stuff. Just give him the ball, let him go. Um, but come playoff time, uh, and then, you know, same scenarios. And so um, what I think about it is um, is if you don't develop these uh, student-athletes in order to uh, pull out the, their best potential, in order to benefit the team, because you're doing a lot of things like <clears throat> Braden and you have stated, as far as being uh, helping them being a better person overall. Um, you don't know how crushing that can be to a, a kid uh, mentally, knowing that, uh, especially if they catch wind on like the fact that you're not really giving me the full attention that you're giving somebody else. Um, And I'm seeing it day in and day out in practice and stuff. Um, You know, kids want to be counted on. Kids want to be trusted. Kids want, you know, I'm speaking from the realm of football for sure. Uh, Kids want uh, that spotlight or for them to be dependent on whenever it's third and two and, you know, or – uh, fourth and goal, and we got to get in the end zone to go to the championship or win the game, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I've seen it a lot in, in football, um, but 
uh, I've also heard of a lot in track, which is more of an individualized sport. However, there is when track meets happen, you get points as a team, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so uh, I know we harped on it a little bit when the Neil deal came out and stuff um, for students and student athletes. And I like it because of the fact um, that it will cause, not from the standpoint of just the athletes and them being able to receive some form of money for their name, image, and likeness, but I believe it will cause coaches to actually coach. Like, you can't just sit around and just uh, get away with uh, just having or coaching the best player, like um, coaching everybody and stuff because of the fact that now there's a more of an expectation upon winning and stuff. Or if we paying this, these athletes, you know, or they receiving these um, deals and stuff from these businesses, then there's going to be more of a higher demand upon winning because of the fact that that's just how you know sports is so you know um i would just hope that you know it uh and not saying all coaches is how it is across the board i know that ain't what we you know stand by or do and um i like to think of it as when i'm coaching you know i can make something out of anything right you know um uh, strive to to help Right. It's like finding finding the best position where that player can be the best at, where they can be the best they can be. Because everybody has a spot on the team. Everybody has a, a position that they play. You want every single person to be the best at what they can do in that spot. Yeah. And when you don't spend time, you know, developing each player, like, in their position where they're supposed to be at, you end up having weak spots and, and mm-hmm. holes. You know, like holes in your offense or holes in your defense. Like I said, you got one best player and just playoffs come, team got filmed, they're just going to focus on that player because they know nobody else can do nothing. Right. But when you give yourself options, you know, all right, we stopping here, all right, we can we can spread it out. We got something else we can do. But if people don't spend that kind of time to, you know, develop players and develop their team, that's when you end up, you know, getting knocked out the playoffs or just like I said, just not not developing people. Because at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. And going through that kind of stuff like at an early age, you don't know what it can do to somebody like for the rest of their life. True. Like how that kind of affects them, um, like as far as attention or development or like just any kind of thing. Because they're people at the end of the day. They're people at the end of the day. And one other reason is you got to, I mean, that person goes through a lot of wear and tear from game after game. Like, right. okay, let's go high school. You have a 10-week season and then playoffs if you make it. If that person been getting hit time in, time out, like Landon Collins is another one. Landon, Landon played offense and defense and stuff at Dutch Town. And so he was banging on defense and he was toting the rock on offense. Great athlete, but, you know, um, injuries uh, come playoff time and stuff uh, plagued him a little bit. 
Um, and and then also just being able to benefit the individual for the long-lasting, longevity right. of their career. Right. Not just not for just these, this moment. Right, not these, these couple of years. Because it should be to strive for... Uh, um, for them, for the kids' outcome, whatever they desire, to be fulfilled right. through your program and stuff. So, um, without telling us much, like what's some things that you, you know, I mean, you train, you uh, practice, play in the game. Like, what's uh, what's the end goal look like for you? What's what's your whole reasoning behind it all? What do you desire? And stuff like that, which we ain't trying to give y'all all this man dreams so y'all can be like, well, he didn't make it or anything like that. Or, Braden, please holler at me, uh, which y'all can drop some comments uh, um, on Facebook, but uh, comments or questions. But, you know, what's, what's some things that, you know, uh, why did you start playing football? Or I guess that would be what we could start with. I feel like it just really, like, intrigued me, like the sport of just – going out there and, like, just being able to hit somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like doing, just, like, letting it all out in the field, you know? And then yeah. uh, just working hard, too. I love to work hard. Yeah. And uh, But my end goal, I feel like I love football, but I love talking about football more. You know, like, I love... Da-da-da, <laughs> I would love to be an analyst. Yeah. Like, Adam Schefter or something like that. Like, daddy. So so when did that like um that desire become a thing for you like uh just just growing up watching the game or well like I played for a year two years and then I started watching I was like dang this is interesting and I like started studying the game and studying uh like the different players different teams and I just found it really intriguing to just talk about it yeah. I love to argue about football. I, <laughs> I, I love it. Stephen A's coming Right, right, right. Um, so, with uh, as far as so being knowledgeable of the game, uh, tell them how you know. From my understanding, you went from uh, offensive defensive lineman yeah. to a quarterback, and now fullback. Yes, yeah, my first year playing fullback. Low. Last season was my first season playing fullback. Yeah. So how is that like, um, you know, because uh, I thought you, I mean, from the quarterback standpoint, I was like, okay, he looks like, I mean, you got it. But then um, I, we went to the game. Actually, your mom had told me first, and then we went to the game and seeing you doing your thing at fullback. So, you know, how is that transition? Um, what, what did you learn at the three different uh positions and currently know and you know what has been more glorifying I would guess uh for you and so I feel like each position kind of led up to each other like yeah the lineman I learned like my toughness and like my grit and all that and then I played quarterback and I was like I learned the game Mm -hmm. the decision making all that and then also the blocking for the lineman it led up to playing fullback right right learn how to carry the ball and make moves and stuff and like in your mind, you know, you got to know that stuff on the fly. And that's what I love, um, being a jack of all trades. Um, because I had a similar playing running back all my life. Um, and then in college, they moved me to safety. 
and so so I was seeing the field at at like like that like it wasn't no hey we're gonna meet up on it see if you like it try it out now nah, it was just like are right, you playing safety that's what happened to me with fullback <laughs> yeah I showed up to practice and they gave me a ball and like we were doing hitting drills I was like all right, guess what I'm playing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, you know, I love it because of the fact that for me as a, a performance trainer is being able to um, being able to teach and train the student athlete at different positions and stuff. Uh, being that, like, I didn't play lineman, but I played on the line for special teams, right. the punt, uh, punt team. Um, from I did play quarterback in eighth grade a little bit at Christian Life, um, and then running back I always knew slot receiver a little bit, and then I learned DB and stuff, which that was the hardest transition. Seeing the field from the offensive standpoint for so long to being on the opposite side, and then seeing the speed come at you like. Uh, we would start, you know, as a, if you're going to be in the, on that back end on defense, shout out to Destiny. Um, uh, if you're going to be on defense, like you got to fill in that gap, fill in that hole. Um, and it's a different feeling right. whenever somebody, you know, run a four, 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 five, two thirty coming at you um, and your linebackers missing the tackle. And you got a decision to make. <laughs> so, um, but it, it, it taught me a lot and stuff like that. Um, being able to understand the game fully. And so, um, so I, I, I do appreciate that. And, and it also helps me to coach and not just, you know, just be like, um, I'm only going to talk to the running backs or offense. Right. And stuff will work on these, and then I'm gonna tell the defense or whatever just to get in position so we can make plays. No, I'm gonna we're gonna come to balance with it all, and so, um, you know, I love it. I love it. Um, the, I play right here where you ran some kid over. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess you could put it on the <laughs> where you pulled it up from. We could put the uh-huh. link in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, man, be on the lookout for sure. Um, not only for Braden, but y'all did, uh, an amazing thing, uh, at Ascension Christian that hasn't been done before. So speak about that with the football season. Y'all just not had. We started and I'm telling you, half these kids, they haven't played football, tackle football since they were in second grade. So I had to, like, me and Zayd, <laughs> we had to, like, lead the team. And we were, like, we didn't know what to expect coming into the year. And to finish 9-1, and one, that's just great. Honestly. Yeah. It was amazing. It was so much fun. So be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ascension Christian. Yep. <laughs> Coach Josh Perrier. Yeah. Um, but be on the lookout for uh, y'all class twenty twenty five six twenty twenty six. Be on the lookout for them. Uh, you know, especially because I love a uh, a good turnaround story. Like right. and being uh, Dutchtown was first built the first two seasons. I mean, we wasn't known for nothing, 
Um, and then we was kind of getting slapped around our freshman year and thrown around. Um, but then junior, you know, my junior year and senior year, we made it to the second round of the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, history has been, you know, going from there. So, um, there's a lot of great things as far as the culture overall at Ascension Christian that's changing. So be on the lookout for them, man. Uh, and you seeing it and hearing it first on K of the Roar. Uh, we're going to jump into the sponsors, uh, Coach Kev, Coach Kev, we call him Coach Kev, uh, Kev Smooth, uh, Super Tent, <laughs> the man of many names, the man of many right, the man right, chill, <laughs> all right, so. Here we go. Shout out to all our sponsors. We have Walk-Ons, uh, Sherwin-Williams, Main Squeeze, Kingdom Fitness, Dante's Bail Bonds, Dick Sporting Goods, Quality Engineering, uh, Regiment Fitness and Ascension, Crown Trophy, Harvest Supermarket, uh, Red Stick Sports, Muya, Core UFC Gym, Super Tent, uh, River Parish Physical Therapy and Wellness, Monogram and Unlimited, Community Coffee, Chipotle Mexican Grill, Defy Baton Rouge, Chick-fil-A, Tank Proof, Cajun Catch, Seafood Market and Deli, uh, Sam's Club, Rice and Gravy Hunting Club, <laughs> Jerry Lane Chevrolet. I always love that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Walmart. And uh, Walmart Giving. So, we appreciate all our sponsors. Uh, you know, always... Looking for more if anybody wants to, you know, show some love and help us, you know, continue to do what we do for the community. Uh, we're always looking looking forward to that and appreciate everybody. Most definitely. Uh, we're going to jump into our Jesus topic um, for today. Uh, it's coming from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, and reads, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your thy paths. Um, so, um, and we'll get <clears throat> each of us uh, to speak on that. But um, when it came to me about that scripture was just being in, you know, in life in general, I've, it's one of those, like, foundational scriptures, I would say, that um, that can eliminate worry. Uh, eliminate fear, eliminate doubt, eliminate a lot of everything um, that can come against us via outside or internally in the mind and stuff. Um, but to always like just be trusting in, in uh, God for everything. Um, and one reason that, you know, you could trust in him, we uh, I always just think of it is because he already said it is finished. He already, Jesus, uh, you know, died on the cross, not only for our sins, but for our life as a whole. And then he uh, rose up from the grave and now seated on the right hand of the throne for us, uh, mediating for our lives, like taking care of everything that he said, I already took care of it. And so, um, um, and in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct the path. So, you know, in everything that uh, I do, uh, is a good thing. One good thing is to always to strive to 
please God because in all things, especially in life on this side of heaven, you're not going to please everybody and stuff. Um, But to always be of understanding that, you know, um, you're pleasing God because you are, we are already his children. Uh, you're already a son or daughter of God. So, um, you know, what's, uh, what's something that, uh, you take from, you know, trusting in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Um, and then, you know, acknowledge him in all your ways. Like what's some things that, uh, you take from all that and stuff are in, in your life? How do you trust in God or, you know, moments that you've had? Like, uh, I feel like when fear comes or something like that, you always got to believe that God's here for you, man. Like, God's always there, if, whether you know it or not. Yeah. He's looking after you, and he's looking for you, man. And uh, it's like when you step on the football field and you play, it's all glory to God. believe somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's all glory to God. Yeah. You do all things for God, man. That's, that's it. Yeah. Do it all for God. What you got on so like, it's like so when you when it says lean not into your own understanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God already got it, so you don't have to worry about like anything. Don't don't think you can do it yourself. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people think you know, well, I I just handle myself. I do myself, but really, like you know, reach out and know that God already got it. It's already mm-hmm. done. You know and. And recognizing that in, you know, like acknowledging that God is in control. And, you know, he'll, yeah. he'll, like you said, he'll direct your path. He'll show you where you need to go. He'll make the path for you so you don't have to find your own path. Right. Like, it, he already got it laid out for you so you don't have to, you know, chopping down woods, chopping <laughs> down trees to create your own path. I don't need a bulldozer. I don't need... I just thought you try to find my way through to True. the end when you already got his path laid out straight for you. All you got to do is trust him. It's smooth. So why do y'all think that we uh, try to do it the hard way? When it's already, it's, it's already, I mean, it's written here and it's already done. Why do we sometimes, you know, get into uh, doing things the hard way or our way and stuff when... You know, um, I I know from my standpoint, you know, growing up and faith was my ministry in my head, like faith, faith, acting on what you believe, acting on what you believe. Um, And if it don't show, then you need to act more and stuff or you need to be doing more Um, sort of like that grind mentality that that. hard work mentality and it, it ain't going to come to pass if I ain't working hard enough or if it didn't uh, come to pass it was because of the fact that I didn't work hard enough. Right. So, um, but I've, I had to come to a balance. I would say in college, uh, episode for me was uh, earning my scholarship uh, where my senior year, I tore my quiet muscle and uh, all the big name colleges went off the table and so um and it was kind of you know upsetting at the time but then you know Louisiana said, still wanted me to or gave me the opportunity to be um a, a preferred walk on and then I you know I so I applied myself 
to that, but um, my sophomore year, you know, um, I still earned a scholarship and stuff. And this is coming after, um, that's coming after a whole coaching staff change and everything, um, which showed me, you know, the, um, like I have it, grace and faith. It needs to go hand in hand. Like you can't just say, okay, well, Lord, you already done it. So I don't have to do nothing. Or you can't just say, I'm going to work, 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 work hard and this, that, and the other. And whatever God has promised me is going to come to pass. But I I started to understand that it has to go hand in hand and stuff. So, like, I applied myself to um, not just acting on what I believe, what I understood for faith to be, but acting on what God has uh, promised me and stuff. And I believe and I go with that and stuff. So when I was running extra levies after practice, it seemed so uh, <laughs> unpleasing to man. And other players was like, bro, what you doing? Right. And coach was like, you wasting your time, this, that, and the other. But then uh, a scripture like this in mind, uh, trusting the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. Like, I don't even know why, personally, I want to do it. I know I want the end goal. I should have a scholarship and stuff. And all them other guys, they got theirs and stuff for the most part. And then, um, but, and I felt that the best way to um, please God was to get to the level that he has already given me. Like, um, if I, if scholarship is what can be awarded then and I don't have it then I sh- and but it's already been given to me through Jesus Christ then I need to go get that <laughs> you know that's that's like ple- me pleasing the father or at least giving my best effort um but why do we you think that we sometimes get in our own way um we're trying to do so much and stuff like that well, it's because a lot of times people don't see results soon enough. Mm, timing, so timing, timing. They don't, they don't see what they what they want happening instantly without without doing any kind of work or like anything towards like achieving that. So like I said, faith without works is dead. So mm-hmm. you can have faith in something but if you're not doing anything towards that then it's is dead. Yeah. And uh so like and then on the other side, so you know, people have faith, like I'm have faith this it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. But then they're seeing nothing not happening, like, all right, well, the faith ain't working, so I'ma just figure out a way to do them all. Mm-hmm. And you know, God works like he don't work on your time. Right. So everything happens when it's time to happen and it happens when when you're ready for it to happen or like when when God says are right, you ready for you ready to receive this now yeah like you know when you start doing the extra levels and stuff like God said alright you know he's ready to receive that scholarship now mm-hmm. like he worked for it he, he had the faith he knew that you know that's the main goal and he he applied the work to it so I'm gonna bless him with that with a scholarship it's, it's already his yeah and so like a lot of people just they sometimes think that they can 
you know, taking in their own hands and, and make stuff happen and try to force stuff to happen. And, and when you do that, you know, at the end, you're not really going to be successful because, you know, you force something that that guy right. had meant, meant it for you yet. He wasn't ready for you to have it. So you yeah. can't handle what you got because you wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, you think some uh, in some cases, like, we as individuals could get in our own way. I feel like, like you said, like, we're, we're on God's time, and I feel like some people just don't realize that, and they want to be on their time. They want the results to come right away, but you're on God's time, like you said. You, you got to work. Yeah. You got to work for it. And we got uh, from Miss Allen. Uh, she also uh, commented that the fear of things not happening in your timing. Um, so in all is be speaking about being patient um, and patience is not, you know, stopping and waiting. That's waiting. Uh, patience is like uh, the definition of patience is continuing to do something towards the goal. But being like being at peace with it, not being so eager that. If it ain't happen um, at this time, then I'm going to just give up or whatever the case may be. And we see it in a lot of different categories in life. Uh, Business, uh, health, um, sports, you know, all all kinds of stuff. Right. But like, well, if this don't happen in three months. Right. Give up. You know, we're like that. Right. And and, in no case, like, um, I feel also... That we, um, you know, we do that, we do it in, or see it in sports, uh, especially for, uh, uh, let's just take a franchise team that came from nothing to something. Bengals. 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 Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's a good segue right into the Super Bowl conversation. But yes, the Bengals, you know. Time and time and years and years of first-round draft picks and coaches and this, that, and the other going to nothing. It all came together. It all came together, you know. But, you know, and not saying they ain't trusting the Lord. Not, I'm not saying they are. But it's a scenario of being patient right. and stuff like that and being faithful. And like, so everybody likes to say, trust the process, but like, okay, what is that process? You know, because your process could be ending towards nothing, (laughs) you know, so, you know, uh, uh, a good thing to uh, do or an understanding of trusting the process is uh, the process of what God has already laid out for you. And not saying that's the same thing for everybody. Um, You have to find that within yourself and with God. Um, And, you know, we always um, extend the invitation for salvation for those who haven't received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Uh, You can hit us up at kingdomfitness10 at gmail.com. That's kingdomfitness, the number 10, at gmail.com. We'd love to, you know, help talk about it uh, or if you don't just ask any general questions. But um, to receive all that God has already done for us uh, is to receive his son, uh, Jesus Christ, and as your Lord and Savior. And that's just not for, the, you know, for things and uh, in life to happen, but 
for eternity. Um, and so it's, you know, highly important. And, and there's a lot of, I mean, it is life. Um, there's a lot of life lessons and understanding to go along with it. So we'll love to help you, you know, if that is the, uh, a matter, um, sports and society. Um, so one topic is, well, let's, let's, let's segue since we already did it, um, with the Super Bowl. So thoughts, uh, how the playoffs been, who you going for, what you thought? <laughs> I like it. It's, it's you know two new teams in the Super Bowl. True. Um, they they both worked hard to get where they to get where they got. Um, the team I hope who wins, and not because everybody else in Louisiana is rooting for this team. Who that to who they? But <laughs> real they quick, I won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I've and never seen three years old since all. they've been on one. I just so, want to see the icky shuffle. <laughs> Since we do it, I just want to see it. Like you know, sometimes I just like seeing you know seeing something different. Like the Rams won one in two thousand something. Uh, against the Titans. Yeah, against the Titans. Right. I was going for the Titans. <laughs> That's the. I'm still not movie. watching the Kurt Warner movie. <laughs> no, nah, I might. Yeah, I ain't like the Rams because uh, it used to be in the Saints division. Yeah. <laughs> beat them in two thousand playoff game. That was amazing. But yeah, just uh, you know, I like to see, you know, the Bengals, you know, like for years and years come up from <laughs> from nothing, laughing stock from Cincinnati. Even, like even though they always <laughs> they always had talent, <laughs> like they had talent on the team, just couldn't win. Like they had Chad Johnson, T.J. Ushmanzada, T.J. right, uh, Pac Man, Carson Palmer, quarterback. Yeah, Pac Man jump. Like they had squads. They just. Put right. <laughs> put it together. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's exciting to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came for LSU. You spent a couple months in, in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. The God right. of LSU. Right. But uh, you know, just they got a good team. Um, they've been the most consistent uh throughout the year. They've been more consistent than the Rams. You don't know which quarterback gonna show up for the Rams. Right. Uh, interception, uh, <laughs> Stafford or he either throws four picks or four touchdowns. Right. Right. But uh, I'm just excited to see uh to watch the game and stuff. It's, it's gonna be a good game. Right. So you. Who? Obviously, I want the Bengals to win, but like, yeah, I think it's gonna come down to like, can their O line perform? Shut down. There's Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Von Miller, you know right? Like, that's that's Odell. another reason I might root for the Rams too, because right. Odell. Odell made. But what about Jamar? I mean, that's backyard too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I wanted to tell that to one of my clients. I doubt <laughs> she's watching this, possibly, but uh, she was like, "Man, did you see all those boys from LSU make the, to the Super Bowl?" And I was like. Well, there's a lot on the other team too, but yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, um, many college people saying, you know, how many people from Alabama, right, 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 people <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly, any team. Um, so what you think is going to come down? What's what's the score? What is the score? Rams, Rams twenty three, Bengals twenty one. That's gonna be my score. It, field goal. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't last know. second? Uh, yeah, last second. It's going to be the last second field goal, and they're going to win. That's what I think. see. I'm going to say... 34 28 Bengals. Woo! Mm. That must be a strong defense or a lot of <laughs> interceptions. <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> I, I think. Um, I, it might be like 17 14. I rarely root for teams uh, ever. I, I like players. Um, and so I, I, I want. I, right, I'm gonna just be watching and something to do on Sunday after church and flag football, men's <laughs> flag football. But um, but it would be nice to see uh, the Bengals win something. Yes. <laughs> um, because uh, and then I, you know, I'm not a fan like LSU fan of Joe Burrow, but I like. Yeah, like he's a monster. <laughs> right. He truly is a monster. I mean, his second year, uh, second season. Uh, he had half a season last. Yeah, he, he didn't even have a full season yet. Right. right. So crazy injury. Whatever he's right, and so from what he's doing and stuff like that is truly phenomenal. And I think he's supposed he will be like. One, the only one who's won the national Heisman national, Heisman national championship. championship. Yeah, Sheesh. Yeah. So you know that, uh, and then he's from Ohio. So I think that's you know pretty dope. Uh, I think that's what I was about to say. Will it be bigger than the if he if if the Cincinnati Bengals win? Will Joe Burrow's glory be? Bigger than LeBron James. I think so. Because he never left. I mean, but LeBron's... He like, only been there for two seasons. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know, like, the decisions, though. I'm like, uh, hey, y'all, y'all chime in on South this, Beach. man. Uh, yeah. But I think... Uh, I think so. Because LeBron had to leave. Come Play back. Leave, come back, and then win. Get some friends. Right. Come back. Joe bro, his second year he made it to the Super Bowl and stuff. That kind of... I know they got a lot of diehard fans in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and probably more football fans in Ohio than than basketball fans. I would in, think like, so. Cleveland. Yeah, because ain't nobody after LeBron left. I don't think nobody really <laughs> attend. <laughs> nah, or not as much. They didn't burn the managers. I have to ask some of the <laughs> friends from Ohio uh, the same question. But uh, what you think? Will it be bigger? I don't think so. LeBron's like that's some second greatest player of all time. MJ's number one. But yeah, good second answer. greatest player. Second this is new answer. generation. Good answer. Come on, man. Second greatest player of all time. Thank you. You can debate. I don't, he's he's, he's the second greatest player of all time. <laughs> yeah. But, and then there's the three one. That was that was big for the city. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll. I think it'll from the. From the sports standpoint, I think it'll be bigger for Joe Burrow only because the fan base and like Ohio is more of a football state. I mean, Canton, Ohio is right. Ohio State, you got Canton, Ohio, where uh, the Hall of Fame is. Um, But also, you know, just the totality of the game. You know, and what it takes 
compared to what it is with basketball. You know, like not everybody's six seven, six six, two fifty right. running uh like a train coming down and just dunking on you like you know um and to do it as quickly as he's done it (laughs) you know like his story is already big enough uh so but to do it as quickly if they win it to do it as quickly as he does it and stuff um i think uh, i think that'll you know be a bigger story um However, I do think the Rams are going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be like 27-17 type of game. Uh, I just, I just uh, okay, we've been talking about the Bengals. Okay, you're playing in, <laughs> in SoFi, which is very unique. Because the Bucks, Bucks won it last year, uh, I hope that's not the trend that we're going with. It's very unique. It's very yeah, yeah. Can the Saints host the next three Super Bowls? Um, but um, he playing in so far. Aaron Donald hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's hungry, and he and and a week of offensive line in the Bengals. Um. Then you got Von Miller. Then you got Ramsey, who hasn't won. I mean, he's he and these are. There is like, unlike the Bengals, the Rams have uh, some veterans. These people, they they've been in the league, (laughs) and they've been fiending and wanting this, and I doubt all that energy and stuff. I think Von Miller. Probably the only one that got a Super Bowl. Probably so. Stafford ain't won one with the Lions. So, so, right. (laughs) So, uh, Odell, that's just going to make his story so much more. So, I think with all that, Cooper Cup. uh, We got Eric Weddle. He came out of retirement. Yeah, Eric Weddle. Yeah, so I think I think from that, like the from the mentality, the mentality stand, right? The mentality standpoint overall, I think the Rams are like more than ready to get it done. And then it's a new stadium, right? Second year, they, uh, L.A. <laughs> I mean, the halftime show gonna be crazy and stuff like that. So I think it's it's like that energy. Like I mean, y'all, you know how sports is and stuff. When you got that momentum like that, I I don't know. Yeah, they got more of a complete team. And the Bengals need more of a running game than. I mean, they ain't got no whole line. And the, exactly. Right. Um. So you know, uh, like you said, Cinderella story. Bengals. And I like, I want, you know, I love to see Jamar Chase. You know, I mean, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward towards, instead of going for a team, I'm looking forward towards seeing Jamar Chase against Jalen Ramsey. What that's going to look like. Right. You know, uh, I think that's going to be some great comp uh, cross. So, um, but we shall see and stuff. Chime in on who you think uh, may win. Um uh another big story. Um which y'all think is going is 
what is happening is going to affect the NFL as far as uh, African-American coaches uh, now filing lawsuits and revealing a lot of stuff with the NFL and stuff. Um, I don't think overall it's going to be a made. Like, I think they're going to agree to a certain form of money. I mean, a billionaire company that you're trying to. <laughs> yeah, they're going to find a settle. And then, yeah. But, um, but you know, thoughts on, on all that? So, like, it actually, I was thinking earlier, it happens in every part of life, like, with any job. Yeah. Even, like, even if it's, like, Except for if, if you work for yourself. Know, <laughs> people know who they're going to put in a certain position before you interview anybody. Yeah. They just do those interviews just to say they interview one, like, two plus one. Yeah. Just to check the box, knowing that the other two they added, not even going to. They just did it just to check the box, to comply. Um, and it's so bad that it it still happens today, like in the and that's what the that's what the ruling rule is, basically like incorporation, like with interviewing people. It's mm-hmm. a, it just has to be required that one African American is interviewed. Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to give them the job, it's just I'm saying we interviewed them. Right. I interview, I check the box. Check the box. And even like when they do get hired, they're on a a shorter leash mm-hmm. or putting like such bad situations to like where they're not going to be successful. You got a coach for the Dolphins, right? <laughs> and even Hugh, Hugh Jackson, the coach for the Browns. I mean, right, the Browns, so. right, right, right. And they've been bad for so long. But even like like Vance Joseph had two years. No quarterback. Right. And it's like, they don't... He was with the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, Broncos. Broncos, yeah. Yeah. He's a great uh, defensive coordinator. Came out of Miami. Got a head coaching position. Now he's in Arizona. Defensive coordinator. Yeah. So, like, it's just... Sometimes they get put in bad situations or, or no-win situations. So, it's like... Like, so to say the Brian Flores thing... So if I'm losing games on if I lose games on purpose, then I get looked at as a horrible coach and I won't get a job. When my job when my when my job's to win. Yeah. Or I win and don't follow what you want to do and you're gonna fire me anyway. Exactly. So it's like it's a lose lose. Right, it's lose lose. <laughs> but I'd rather, you know, win and see, like let people see through that instead of like I'm just lose on purpose. Like nobody Nobody humanly possible can just try to lose on purpose. Like, it's not built into people as competitors. Like, nobody's ever going to lose anything on purpose. And I didn't run into that until college. And it was like, what? Like, we play in LSU and my junior year, and it was basically like, we get we getting paid the university. Shout out to the Neil deal, man. Right. Uh, it been needed, but... The university is getting paid two million for because we are on LSU schedule to compete against LSU for their homecoming. Money game. So you mean we out here practicing, going to class, workouts, all that just to lose, and 
uh, it was a different dynamic across the board with a lot of the teammates because, like, I went uh, in one practice, you know, I was like, I'm buck. I'm like, man, LSU just became number one. LSU just became number one. And I'm like, man, we don't have nothing at Louisiana Tech. And uh, our head coach came from, uh, he was coaching with Nick Saban at LSU at the time. And so I was like, man, this is great. Like, and for me, I'm going back home more so. And um, and then they had a, there was one of the schools that had interest in me, but I tore my quiet muscle. No more interest, no calls, no nothing. So it was on my head, like, man, let's do everything to win. Right. And uh, it, he was the second string quarterback at the time. He was like, man, you know, nah, I. It ain't gonna be. We ain't winning this, this, that, and the other. And we went into halftime winning thirteen. We was up thirteen ten, and stuff against them. And I'm like, bro, like we gotta take this momentum, like and and finish. Uh, we end up losing twenty four, twenty four seventeen or something like that. You know, um, and you get the oh from from the university. What great game, guys! Y'all did everything. Got but it's like, but they we didn't. We were set up to lose that game. We were set up, right? <laughs> and and that's why I would tell like you and all student athletes, like man, look, I I know football well enough to know that they got some underlining crappy situations right. <laughs> and stuff. That's why I was like, look, don't play for no coach, don't play for those, no, play for yourself, yep. play for those that love you. <laughs> Get what you can get out of it and stuff like that, um, because I mean, take a Lincoln Riley, and you know, Caleb you, Williams went to USC, right, right. Like know. you can't play for somebody right. and stuff like that. Um, be gone tomorrow. Here today, gone tomorrow. Um, and so, uh, but I do hope for the things in the NFL uh, to change overall. Uh, I mean, just looking back at what Colin Kaepernick was doing, bringing this to the light, and how much like they shunned and dogged him, and right. this, that, and the other, um, and then to see that nothing has really changed, right. y'all. I mean, y'all put it in the end zone, um, uh, you know, all the these, helmets. yeah, it helmets. All it takes all, but it's just putting gold on. Doo-doo. Right. Like, you really don't mean it. And so, and... Trying to make yourself look better. Change. Yeah. The owners, they're stuck in... They've been owning teams for years and years, and that's that's their mentality. And, and like, that's that's a part where it needs to change for anything, like, to really happen. Like, NBA and stuff, like, there's a lot of diversity in the NBA. Right. Like they're more forward than, than the NFL is. Right, I I think yeah, I I um, and I, I just I always bring things back to Jesus. It's like you know how he was always calling things uh, people hypocrites. Like you know y'all talking all this, but y'all really don't mean it, or y'all not living that way. Right. You know, um, you're just doing something to appease the the mass media. Right. In your pockets. Exactly. Like the <laughs> At the end of the like day, basically a family-owned business. Yep. Like each team is owned by family, so it's not like 
where like the government could really get involved, which I feel like the hmm. government probably could because it's like a workplace type workplace 